Welcome to Light for the Journey, a podcast of Russell Memorial United Methodist Church. Each week, we open the scriptures in faith that the timeless truth of God will guide us as we seek to follow in the steps of Jesus. This week's message comes from Youth Sunday and is given by our youth director, Jerry Don Huff. In his message, Jerry Don discusses how we must follow God's path for our lives, even if that path isn't the one we want to take. Our duty as Christians is to constantly search for God's plan for our life, then willingly choose to follow it. As we go to our message today, let's open our hearts and minds to the truth that God would speak to us. The sermon I'd like to speak on is let God take the lead. Uh, It's God's call and God's will and God's way. God gives us commandments and not requests or suggestions to fulfill the calling and purpose he has placed in our lives. Um, In Philippians 2, 5 through 11, as they read, "Let let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming into the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. Therefore God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those of earth and of those under the earth that every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord and to the glory of God the Father. Do you really believe that God can do through you what he is calling you to do? For me, yes. I took the long route around But, I mean, this is my seventh year being the youth director here at church. And I am truly blessed because God had led me to do that. I fought against it for many, many years, but he finally talked me into it. Do you believe that you can know and walk in God's will for my life? Yes, I can. Because I have seen the worst of me. I've seen the best of me. A lot of times I stay right in the middle, but you know, I know I can do better and I know I can improve myself. Once we had settled those questions with a resounding yes, then we are to demonstrate our faith by making whatever adjustments that are needed in our lives to obey God and serve him as he has appointed. In our text, we note that the son had to make some adjustments before he could obey the father and thus join the father in the work of world redemption. He made the necessary adjustments in verses 6 through 7. So he might obey, verse 8, and receive the resulting reward in verse 9 through 11. In the same way, when we sense God's call, to take a new step of obedience in our walk with him and determine to respond by faith with, to his call, we will first have to make the necessary adjustments to walk in obedience. Once we do that, 
we can obey and be blessed as we receive the rewards that accompany those steps of obedience to God. What kind of adjustments might we have to make in order to obey the call of God? Typically, those adjustments we might have to make in our lives in order to obey God will fall into uh, one of the following categories. First of all, our adjustment in attitude. That's in verses 5 through 7. Note that the attitude of the son that put him in the position to obey the father, his attitude was that any price was worth paying in order to join the father in doing his will. Even so, God's invitation to us will require a similar attitude if we want in, to be in position to obey. To, with uh, regard to whatever is required to obey the Father's call, we must have the attitude that any sacrifice is necessary to do God's will and is worth making in light of the inevitable reward for obedience. It was this attitude that enabled Jesus to obey the call to sacrifice himself on the cross for our sake. Hebrews 12.2 says, Look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Uh, um, obeying God will always require an adjustment in our attitude regarding the worth of whatever sacrifice is required to obey. The next one is an adjustment regarding our actions. This is one that I had to do. In verse 8, the son took action to make adjustments necessary to obey the father, and we will have to do the same. We cannot stay where we are and follow God. Following his call will always require the necessary actions to adjust our lives so that we might obey. Let's take a few examples out of the Bible. In Genesis 6, what about Noah? He couldn't continue his life as usual. He had to build the ark and go through all that. Moses. Moses could have stayed back herding sheep and going on instead of facing the Pharaoh. David. David had to leave his sheep so he could become king. Peter, Andrew, and James, and John. Now, this is a tough one for me because I'm a fisherman. He had to, they had to leave their fishing businesses so they could go follow Jesus and spread his word. Matthew had to leave a tax collector's job, which was probably pretty cushy, you know, nice job, to follow Jesus. And then Paul had to completely change directions. This is the one that really, for me, had to change directions in his life in order to be used of God to preach the gospel to the Gentiles. God will always make clear what actions we need to do 
we need to take in order to adjust and get in a position to obey him because he wants, he wants to bless us. I had to quit being a selfish person. Everything, I, it was all about me. It was all about how much money I was going to make, about how much, you know, what I could do, what, I, what toys I could buy for myself or my family or my friends and, and be around. Um, but I realized that's not what I'm here for. I'm here to serve other people. I'm not here on this earth for myself. I'm here to serve my family. I'm here to serve my friends. I'm here to serve my church. I'm here to serve anybody that needs help. You see, not only what can we stay where we are and follow God, but we cannot follow God and stay the same. We are never so much like Jesus to determine that any sacrifice is worth making in order to follow God and then take whatever action is necessary to obey him and be rewarded by him. This is what Jesus was referring to when he said, Then he said to them all, If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it. Sorry. But whoever loses his life for me will save it. For me, that's, that's why I'm here. No matter what, I'm going to follow Jesus. If I have to give up my life for Jesus, I'm going to do it. In Matthew 16, 24, here's a translation. Sorry about that. Anyone who intends to come with me has to, has to let me lead. You are not in the driver's seat. I am. Don't run from suffering. Embrace it. Follow me and I'll show you how. Self-help is no help at all. Self-sacrifice is the way, my way, to finding yourself, your true self, what God would do, what good would it do to get everything you want and lose you, the real you? No matter how much suffering I've taken in my life, I know if I stay on God's path and we stay on God's path that we will be rewarded and we will be in heaven with our loved ones and we will have eternal life. Today, what adjustments will you make? How is God calling you to take up your cross today? How is he calling you to obey him? What adjustments are you going to have to make in order to do so? Is it an adjustment in, say, your circumstances? Are you unhappy in your job? Are you unhappy where you live? Are you unhappy with your finances, how your finances are? I mean, there's always some kind of change we can make. Um, your relationships. When I, was, when I was at my worst and I was doing drugs and everything, you know, I always thought I, always thought I could overcome it. I could, I could take care of that and I could overcome whatever it was. Uh, but 
I always had, and you know, I don't want to go into it too far, but you had triggers that would always throw you back into, into where you were. Friends. I had trigger friends. I had to learn that I could not stay with those friends. I love them. I still love them today. But I could not be with them because they're trigger friends. They're ones that would take me back to where I was back in those days. Uh, your commitments. The, uh, your commitments to your family, to your church, to your job. Uh, making sure that you're doing what God has called you to do, serve others. You're thinking. You're prejudiced. In so many of my youth, um, they think that because they are who they are and they have sinned or they're not exactly into the thinking of other people, their parents, me even, and they have other thoughts, that they're not worthy. They're not worthy of being with, on, on Jesus' side. That they feel like that they're, because they question things, uh, right now we're going through a study, and it's, uh, you know, where they're questioning if God is really there. And, it, you know, and... and they think that they're not worthy of being um, with God that way. And believe me, I've questioned God many times in my life. I still do sometimes, and I hate to say that. I was telling Dave last night, and God, I mean, the devil, devil trying to work on me because I was... Uh, we had a great night. My wife and I went out, and we were on our way home. Had a blowout. All right. So I never changed the tire in my truck because I never had to. And, boy, they tried to hide the jack from me, I'm telling you. I mean, it took me 30 minutes to even find the jack. So I finally got the jack out and got the tire changed and everything, got all that. So I got home and everything, and I woke up this morning to come up here. I walk out, and my spare's flat. <laughs> so I was like, okay, all right, we're going to do that. Let's see. I, I, I'm going to say the devil can get away from me right now because God's on my side. Um, and, you know, with the youth, it, it's 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 hard. It, it's at that age, being young, having that faith, and learning that faith. But with the help of our church, family, you know, it's it's all we can do. We can lead them the right path. They know. They know. Um, mark this down. Whatever changes or sacrifice I may have to make in order to obey God are always worth it because it is only embracing my cross that I will fulfill my God-given destiny. Galatians 2.20 says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. 
So which will it be? Will you waste your life or will you invest your life? Will you live for yourself or for your Savior? Will you follow the way of the crowd or the way of the cross? You decide. Uh, Dave, again, Dave threw me a loop this morning. <laughs> I was watching a movie the other night, and there was a part of a poem that came up, so I looked it up. Well, I misread who actually wrote it, but, um, and, uh, but I'm going to read it anyhow because I feel like it's touching to me, and I think it may touch y'all. It's called Our Deepest Fear by Marianne Williamson. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, and fabulous? Actually, who, you, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest. The glory of God is within, of, within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let down our, light, our own light shine, as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we're liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. If you will, just bow your head for prayer, please. God, you know me better than I know myself. You know my fears and my desires. You know how much I want this. You know how much I will be devastated if this doesn't happen. I know you love me. I know you have a plan for me. Please, Lord, don't let my desires blind me to your will. If this is not within your plan for me, throw up a brick wall. Give me an obstacle I cannot get past. Help me follow your will, Father. Give me peace about whatever is to come. If this falls through, I will know it is your hand. Thank you for loving me. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. We're glad that you chose to spend this time with us in God's Word. You can catch our worship services online at www dot dot net. May the Lord grant you the light of his truth as you journey through this day.